0: Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body, so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size-inclusive fitness specialist and certified non-diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight-neutral, health-at-every-size-aligned information And coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hey, friends, and welcome back. On today's episode, we're kicking off our series, Breaking Down the 10 Principles of Joyful Movement. You can find all 10 on my website at the link in the show notes. And for the next 10 episodes, we're gonna be exploring them one principle at a time. This week, principle number one, rejecting diet mentality. This topic is a big one. Leave it to me to go right to the jugular on episode three of my podcast. But in all seriousness, this is kind of everything, in my opinion. This principle is the backbone to my whole mission of helping women break free from diet culture and experience joyful movement, peace with food, and confidence in the body they have. Now, I might throw out some concepts today that are new for you, might challenge your thinking, and might even trigger some emotions. I'm going to suggest that you download this episode and listen to it a couple of times, percolate on it, and just keep an open mind towards any ideas that might be new for you. Also, I want to start this episode by acknowledging my thin privilege. And by that I mean that while my body might not look like the stereotypical personal trainer's, I do live in a straight size body. Thin privilege usually refers to people up to about size 14 in women's sizes. For instance, we're able to shop at any store, and the world is accessible and accepting to us from a size perspective. I admit that I do not have the lived experience of being in a large body, so my perspective is shaped by my own lived experience. I am health-at-every-size informed. And sensitive to the fat phobia and weight stigma in our society. And I make every attempt to bring that sensitivity to my podcast. But I welcome feedback, comments, and insights from all listeners, but especially regarding my thin privilege perspective. So, moving on, at my little gym, when I first meet with women, they always come in for a consultation first, a goal setting appointment where they talk about what they want to get out of working with me and 90% of the time, they'll say weight loss. Even though I'm well known for being a health at every size, non-diet personal trainer, this is still hands down the number one goal initially of the women I see. And that's totally expected because 91% of women are unhappy with their body and at any given time, 50% are actively trying to change it. These are well-researched stats. The links are in the show note if you're someone who likes to read research. And it doesn't matter what size or shape we are either. Whether you are fat or thin, women's dissatisfaction with their bodies is universal. I see it firsthand in the women who come to work with me. Even the ones who are thin, are in great shape, they've been working out forever, they still talk about what they don't like or want to change about their body which is an important point to sit with because there's this societal belief that thin is better and we should all be striving for it and that we'll feel better and be happier and be healthier when we get there. But if that were true, don't you think that statistic would be lower? Like, of all the people who have lost weight or are naturally thin out there, How is it that 91% of women are still unhappy with their body? When women come to me with weight loss goals and they talk about losing weight in the past, they'll often say, But I did feel better when I was thinner. I was happier. And I always challenge that and say, Were you really? Like, really, really? And if so, then why are you not still there? I know even for myself. I shared with you in episode one that when I lost lots of weight at the start of my career, I did feel better in lots of ways. But the obsession over maintaining my body was not fun. I was not happier. If thinness equated to happiness, then everyone who is thin should be happy with their body. And we know that's simply not true. And still, there's this belief that there's one ideal shape that we all should be striving for. This mentality that thin equals healthy, and that if you're not thin, then you should at least be trying to be. And there's also this fear of gaining weight and this shame and stigma around fatness. That's all diet culture. I'm not sure if diet culture is a new term to you. It was new to me up until about a year ago. I had no idea what it was, but it influenced my entire life up until that point. Diet culture is a system of beliefs that worships thinness and equates it to health and moral virtue, which means you can spend your whole life thinking you're irreparably broken just because you don't look like the impossibly thin ideal. The origin of diet culture is strongly rooted in patriarchy and racism. We're not going to get into that today, but you better believe that we will in the future. Now, it's kind of interesting because most of the women I meet and work with don't identify as dieters. I didn't either for most of my wellness career. Dieting is kind of considered a bad word these days. Everybody knows that dieting doesn't work. So now we call it a lifestyle change or a program. But let's just be clear if you are restricting or avoiding food groups or measuring portions or exchanging exercise calories for food calories in any way, or using exercise as a way to change your body size. It's dieting. Any attempt to control our body size through restrictive behavior is dieting. So when I say that the first principle to embracing joyful movement is to reject the diet mindset, this is what I'm talking about. I'm saying to reject the concept that exercise is a way to earn food or make up for eating, quote, bad foods. To reject using exercise as a way to change or control the size and shape of your body. To reject participating in challenges, programs, or workouts that feel like torture because you think you have to be chasing the thin ideal, even if every fiber of your being detests the journey. So right now you're either relieved and thinking, finally, this is exactly what I've been looking for my whole life. Or more likely you're going like, what the hell? I have no idea. What to do with this right now. And it's cool. I got you. I totally understand the confusion because I've been there. So just stay with me here for a minute while I unpack some facts as to exactly how diet culture and chasing thinness through exercise actually sets us back even more. First up, you need to know that dieting doesn't work. And actually, let me just rephrase that attempting to lose weight through any sort of restrictive eating plan or exercise regime, doesn't work in the long term. Yes, people lose weight all the time, but it is a hard cold fact that 95% of weight loss attempts fail within one to five years. 95% of people will put the weight back on, and then some, within that length of time. Think about yourself or anyone you know in your life who has lost weight. I'm going to venture a guess that the vast majority have not kept the weight off. It happened to me too. And guys, this is not because you failed at the program or didn't have enough willpower or gave up or whatever. It's simply because we all have a set point and the body cannot live in a restricted state forever. The fact is, it isn't the person who failed at losing weight, it's the diet itself that failed. And here's another one. Every time we lose and gain weight back, we put our health at risk. Ironic, because the main reason we cite for wanting to lose weight is to be healthy. Not only does weight cycling screw with our metabolic system, making it harder and harder to maintain our weight or lose it the next time, but we're actually putting ourselves at risk for the exact conditions we're trying to prevent. Heart disease, diabetes, muscle loss, fatty liver, these are all results of weight cycling. And finally, losing weight isn't even the be all end all to being healthy. It's a widely held myth, even amongst the medical community, that having a high BMI causes chronic health conditions. There's actually tons of evidence to the contrary. In fact, obesity alone isn't a danger to health. High BMI is correlated to many long term health conditions, but it doesn't necessarily cause them. Correlation means the two conditions often exist together. For instance, smoking is correlated with alcoholism. But that doesn't mean that being a smoker will cause you to be an alcoholic. Having a high BMI is correlated with disease but it doesn't necessarily cause disease. What is much more causative are the lifestyle factors that sometimes, but not always, accompany having a higher BMI, such as inadequate nutrition, lack of physical activity, smoking, drinking, and stress. And guess what? People with a low BMI who have a similar lifestyle actually run the same risk of disease. So being thin in itself isn't a protective factor either. Now, I just rattled off a whole lot of stats and facts there. I encourage you, if you want to go deeper into that topic, to get the book Health at Every Size by Dr. Lindo Bacon. They have taken a very detailed scientific deep dive into that topic. It's good reading. Oh, hey, wait, I got one more thing for you here, and this one has to do with motivation. Motivation is the biggest struggle I hear from women every single day so much so that I created a free guide all about it, which you can download in the show notes. But here's one key point that will really blow your mind about motivation. Science has actually proven that weight loss or body goals are anti-motivating. So if you're entering into a fitness program in order to lose weight or are exercising purely to achieve a change in your body, it's pretty much guaranteed that you won't stick to your goals long term. Okay, so if dieting and weight loss attempts don't work, and being thin isn't the key to health, and if working out to lose weight is actually a motivation killer, then why is every trainer, gym, or program out there promoting weight loss? Diet culture, and also fat phobia. I'm going to swear here, guys. Fucking diet culture has got us brainwashed that thin is the only way to be. Fat equals bad, lazy, unhealthy. We have so much judgment and stigma towards fatness. This is fat phobia. And you'll notice I use the term fat or large bodied rather than overweight or obese. This is because I'm attempting to neutralize the words, to destigmatize them. Overweight and obese imply that there's one healthy ideal. I believe in health at every size and that all shapes and sizes are neutral. So, I just call it what it is. And if you have a reaction to the term fat, I encourage you to explore what might be behind that. Perhaps you have your own internalized fat phobia. All that to say across the board, we all have so much of our worth tied up in our body image. It's hugely emotional. And the diet and fitness industry, at the end of the day, want to make money. And they know that people, women especially, make purchasing decisions based on emotion. So if they can have us believing that they can finally solve this problem for us, that our lives will be so much better and we'll finally be happy, it's total bullshit. It's a money grab. It doesn't work, but it keeps you hooked and spending money. So they keep doing it. But knowledge is power. So today I armed you with a whole whack of knowledge and now you get to decide how you want to move forward. Let me say this. It's totally okay if your mind is still saying, but I want to lose weight. It would be impossible to just get rid of a desire that you've maybe been holding on to your whole life after listening to one podcast. It usually takes quite a bit of mindset work to change a deep-seated belief like that one. That's exactly what we cover inside my coaching programs, right? We go deep into goal setting that gets to the feeling you're after, the desire behind the desire to lose weight. It's okay if you're not ready to reject the desire to lose weight, but I'm going to ask you today if you can be ready to reject the diet mentality, especially in regards to how you choose to move your body. Can you start to see how engaging in exercise only as a way to lose weight takes all the joy out of exercise? Let me ask it this way. If you weren't concerned about weight loss or burning calories, would you maybe feel free to have a little more fun with movement? Maybe you'd see exercise as a way to care for your body as opposed to a punishment for your body's wrongness. If you're open to that possibility, here's a few tips to help you along. One. Set goals for yourself that have nothing to do with your body. Rather, decide how you want to feel when you exercise and set goals according to your feelings. Number two, choose movement you enjoy and don't force yourself to do activities you hate just because they're better for weight loss. Number three, choose exercise that you feel like you can be successful at. Not to say don't ever push yourself or try something new. But feeling like you're good at something is a motivating force, so do more of that. Number four, find a supportive community of friends to move with and encourage each other along. Support each other by celebrating your wins and maybe some healthy competition, but decide together to commit to movement that feels good. Over the coming weeks, we're going to explore the other nine principles of joyful movement, which will really help solidify this first principle for you. All the other principles are grounded in rejecting the diet mentality. So don't worry if you don't get this all today. Stick with me and you'll get lots more practical tools to help you along your way. New episodes are released every Monday morning so you can listen on your early morning walk or drive to work. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, friends, thank you so much for being part of this community. Remember that you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Radiant Vitality Wellness. And you can learn more about how to work with me on my website, radiantvitality.ca. Be well, my friends, and here's to your radiant vitality. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, respectful, and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best. Click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want. You'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you. I can't wait to meet you.